0: Hello, and welcome to Head & Heart, a Keeper of the Lost Cities podcast. My name is Katie, and I'm here with my best friend and co-host, Frankie. Hey, guys! (laughs) And it's Q&A time! Yay! (laughs) So, we took your questions on Instagram. And yeah, we are going to be answering them. If I sound, if my speech is really bad, that's because I was up way too late last night watching a new show. <laughs> and when I'm tired, my speech gets really bad still for my Bell's palsy. So I will try to enunciate as best I can. However, I apologize if I sound like garbage. So You sound okay that. to me. Okay, that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> I also uh, dragged Frankie into the show.
1: <laughs> I've seen things about it, and especially recently on TikTok, it just keeps cropping up on my TikTok feed for some reason, so I was going to start watching it soon, but then when you were like, oh, I'm watching it, I was like, I might as well, because I already know you're going to be talking to me about it, and I didn't want spoilers, so right. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I might as well watch it. So, we've been watching right. Vox Machina, Vox Machina, Katie is on epic. 10 I am on ep 8
0: so (laughs) we're really close together she caught up to me really quickly uh, and it's so good for those of you who watch I mean I don't know how much crossover there is with this
1: I was gonna say guys this is not this is not a middle grade show you should not be no. watching this unless you're like no. if
0: you are young at all you should not be watching this it is hard R, very adult we are both 22 so like 15 yeah. and older <laughs> like in 15 or even 16
1: I don't know kids are a lot more mature with violence and sexual um things nowadays just because so many shows have them so I don't know. But just True. just just you know, it's hard R. It's rated hard R. So like <laughs> be aware of yeah. that if anyone starts watching this show. But we're enjoying it. But yes. Yeah, so we anyways are. anyways, that is not keepers. So we will continue no. on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I had the questions pulled up here. We took them like I said on our Instagram. And we're hoping to keep this to a pretty short, but, like, still full-length episode. Yeah. So, without further ado, let's just jump right into it. Okay, our first question, and this is our one kind of, like, longer theory question, and it is, do you think Elysian is a forgotten secret in one of the counselor's caches?
1: Yeah, I mean, we kind of went through this in Stellar Loan, but, like, I think it still probably is. I don't think we're done with the caches as much as I wish we were. But, like, I feel like it's got to be somewhere.
0: I wonder if it's in Fenton's old cache from when he was a counselor. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a theory I've seen. I've seen a couple other people have said it could be in Ramirez's cache because she has the most secrets in her cache. Like, there's a couple theories out there. I just hope that it doesn't take this entire, it took up so much time in Stellaloon, and while it was really interesting seeing that side of um, Kenrick, and like seeing his relationship with Orlai develop, overall it felt wholly unnecessary, like it didn't, (laughs) it felt like the caches, there was nothing of value in there at all, like it was all, it all felt like nothing, so I hope that there's if we do this, there's more because it really showed why the caches are useless. So I'm kind of it's over it. the caches.
0: And it's either that was the point or this all connects in some way, but those memories are important. Or it was a fake cache. I'm yeah, still I mean, considering I Honestly,
1: that. I am too, because honestly, like we said this in our Stellar Loon review, and I can't remember exactly how I worded it in there but it was it was clearer than probably anything I'm about to say but anyway like the fact that it showed basically nothing and yet that's supposed to be the memories that were taken out implies that there would be no other memories around it which just makes the memories taken out feel even more useless cuz it's like first of all you can't remember why you took them out you can't remember what the prevalence would be and then you and then even once we looked at them they seemed useless and if that was the important stuff, then it really wasn't that important. So, like, they just overall feel very useless. I didn't even word that as well as I did in the Stellar So go re-listen to our Stellar book talks, guys, if you want to hear how we feel about the caches.
0: Uh, yeah, the caches in general. But I do like this theory. Um, I think it's pretty probable, to be honest, but I also question if Elysium has to do with the Vacker legacy. I think so, it like, has
1: to tie in to that and to, obviously, Gizla planned around it. And she was throwing Keith at Fitz and yada, yada, yada. She had she had Alvar in her back pocket. Like, it's got to connect somehow. I don't know. It feels like a missed opportunity if it doesn't.
0: It really does. Just like, um, you know, to go to the other Vacker. Um, Biana, it feels mm-hmm. like her whole arc with Vespera was a wasted opportunity before she died. Yeah. Before it, Vespera died, to clarify.
1: It you really... You
0: should know what I'm referring to. Biana is not dead.
1: <laughs> right. But no, it does, because it It felt like Biana should have been the one to make a stand against Vespera, at least to, like, confront that trauma. And we never got that, we never got anything close to that, like, we allude to Biana and her scars and things like that, but, like, when it comes to that side of trauma that Biana faced, like, it's not really mentioned, and then Vespera just, like, dies immediately without any, like, (laughs) any of that coming full circle, so it does feel like a, it just feels like an underutilized plot point.
0: Right, and the Cassius feel like that in general to some extent, like... There could have been some really interesting reveals and juicy information in these caches, but instead it's kind of, I don't know, just like boring standard scenes of like yeah character development but that's not what i'm here for with this
1: well and for a character that's dead so it's like as as much as i enjoyed it it's not like it's not like kenrick's alive unless the theory of the fake cash is true and there's a theory that his real cash is still in in um exile because that's where he quote died but a lot of people think he could have somehow gone into his cash And that his real cash is in exile still. Because that's where he would have dropped it when he died. So I'm open to that. I also don't think it's going to happen, but I'm open to it.
0: It all depends on how many books we have left. Because if we only have one left, which is kind of what we want, there really isn't time for all this.
1: No no there isn't so that's why it feels like it's just gonna be a waste like all of that stuff with the caches are just gonna be a waste of time but that just proves the point of why they're just so stupid and irrelevant so <laughs> right
0: <laughs> like I'm told, totally, was it Kenrick who wanted to get rid of them? I forget yeah
1: yeah it was he yeah, was like I'm this totally is stupid with
0: Kenrick on that
1: And I think even Bronte was on Kenrick's side. I can't remember if it was Bronte, but there was another elf who was like, uh, yeah, this this feels like a stupid idea. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. So, what is the next question, Katie?
0: The next question is, how long does it take to record an episode? So, that totally depends on how long the episode, our goal for the episode is. Yeah. So... Typically, we'll, you know, talk for a little bit, depending on how much time we have, before we hit record, once we hop on the call, and then it takes about the runtime that you see, plus, I'd say, a few minutes of editing out mistakes, and having to restate things, and awkward pauses, and... Um's and you know weird background noise and all that kind of stuff. That is the reason why I edit. So it's usually time you see plus a couple minutes, approximately tacked on. Yeah, usually takes to record.
1: Usually, I would say like our base point. We usually get at least forty minutes. At least forty minutes, usually on the Keepers podcast. For the
0: shorter episodes, at least thirty.
1: Right. Uh, And then, you know, there are a couple of them that that go for an hour. So an hour and a half for our Stella Loon. But yes, usually around 40 to 50 minutes, I would say, is how long we're recording for.
0: Yes. And then in terms of editing, which is, you know, what I do, that's my job on the podcast, it usually takes about. 1.5 1.5 to 2 times the runtime to edit through and re-listen through and make sure everything is good. Which
1: I give so, you all the props for. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the least I can do <laughs> So for this podcast.
1: Abby wants to start a podcast. Casey wants to start a podcast with me. And I'm like, I don't think you guys realize that I don't know how to edit. And they're like, you're on a podcast. And I was like, I don't do the editing because that was the deal <laughs> Katie and I made was that I wouldn't be editing. <laughs> and also, I think your OCD would go haywire if I edited episodes. Oh my gosh, it
0: did. It would. It totally it, would. Oh my it gosh. would be
1: really bad. But yeah, so I was just like, I don't know what you guys want me to do because I don't know the first thing about editing. I'm awful at it. Uh, so, if you want, I'm gonna have to figure that out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What do they want to start podcasts on?
1: Uh, Casey wants to do not even a podcast. Well, she keeps saying she wants to talk about anime. But she's only watched, like, five anime compared to, like, my 25 anime that I've seen. So, I'm like, Casey, we can't talk anime. So, I was like, we could do a reaction YouTube channel. Uh... And she was like, okay, let's do that. When are we going to do that? When are we going to do that? And I'm like, you have to give me time to figure this out if we're going to do that. We're not just going to jump on, like, start reacting to videos when I don't know how to, like, screen share, like, save the YouTube clips. Like, I got to figure this out, kid. Like, she's on my butt about this. And I'm like, Casey... (laughs) I am working 35 hours a week. I am a full time student. I don't know when you think I have time to research this right now. So, if anyone knows anything about this, let me know because I would be interested in starting a reaction like YouTube thing for anime. But right now, I'm all my life's insane. So,
0: yeah, that is an understatement. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Next question What So Keith moments do you hope will be in book 10?
1: Well, we kind of have covered this a little bit, but for the most part, like we said, we, we don't want too much angst. We want to see them as a couple, you right. know, holding hands, maybe a kiss here or there. We don't want like an overboard of kisses. This isn't YA, but like a kiss here or there, a peck on the cheek, you know, maybe cuddling by a fire. I don't know, like something like cute <laughs> fluff. We don't need a lot of angst.
0: No. And I'm glad we're on the same page as that because I tend to be the fluff girl and you tend to be the angst girl.
1: I don't need any more angst with these children. Like, I like angst, but it needs to be the right amount or else I get irritated and annoyed and there's already been angst. We don't need more of it. I like a nice balanced angst-to-fluff ratio. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... And also, of course, we want to see people's reactions to SoKeefe. We want to see... Yes. Keith talking to Grady. We want to see how that all pans out. We want to see Rose' reaction.
0: Those are the main two, to be honest. That I'm looking forward to. Even like Bianca, though, I'd say it would be served because I want to see her reaction and growth in regards to like the fact that she had a crush on Keith and everything, and mm. going past that, and you know, Bionna being mature about it.
1: Yeah, Bionna, oh, Dex, Dex, and Tam. Uh,
0: okay, Dex might be third. The,
1: the three of them kind of go together for me. Bionna, Dex, and Tam. Like, the three of them kind of go hand in hand for me.
0: <laughs> it's it's the way that Fitz is the only one who knows.
1: It's so good. That's so, so good. <laughs> funny. Maybe we'll get some cliches. So, Keith, maybe the, you know... Not sacrificing, as in one of them dies, but maybe the trope of, like, sacrificing being like, no, like, take me instead, like, the, the whole, <laughs> where you're shaking the book, you're like, no, shut up, <laughs> stop <laughs> it. <laughs> I can see I that happening. I love
0: a moment where a gender-sponsor moment, where it's like, send back! No one touches her and it's like Uh, oh but Sophie, she like but she's like inflicting on keith's mom or or something again like sit back yeah no one touches him
1: it's when it's done right it's so validating i remember reading the last olympian i remember reading the last olympian for the first time and being like yeah like screaming when i got to that scene i was like (laughs)
0: Oh my like, gosh, that doesn't will hurt my ears.
1: 13 <laughs> uh, uh, year old Frankie's voice <laughs> was annoying. That's if you guys think my voice higher
0: than your normal. Yeah,
1: if you guys think my voice is annoying now, which you might' because I think it can be. So if you think my voice is annoying now, go back a decade and twelve year old Frankie w- oh my God, <laughs> awful. <laughs>
0: God awful. Uh. All right. So I love this next question, and we can kind of stay on this for a little bit because we have to Mm. fill out the time anyway. (laughs) Yeah. We don't have a whole lot of questions this time around, so we need to make this last and make it a full-length episode. So we'll stay on this one a bit, and that is, what are any tips you have about starting a podcast?
1: Uh, Have a friend that strong arms you into it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> no so that's what happened
1: <laughs> you didn't really strong arm me and that's more of a like you you really really wanted to do it and I didn't care at first I was kind of just like a little nervous because I, I don't like personal details of my life out there but once you were like, no, 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 it's, <laughs> it won't be like that, you can share as much as you want, blah, 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 I'll do the editing, once you took some of the stress off my shoulder, then I was more like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, that sounds this
0: fun. Was with our Zutara podcast, our yeah. original Avatar podcast, once I put forth the idea of a Keeper of the Lost Cities podcast about a year, year and a half later, into yeah. the Zutara podcast, that- Required no convincing, because it was the same deal, the same caveat of, like, we're talking about fandom here, nothing personal beyond what you want to in the intro, and I'll do the editing, and all the socials, and marketing, and everything. Yeah. So, I enjoy doing that, and I like having the control.
1: <laughs> and I do not like doing that sort of stuff. <laughs> I hate social media most of the time, like, and... I am slightly antisocial. Yes, Katie, I said slightly antisocial. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, interacting with people in any way is just not usually my thing. I can do it, but it's it's mm. it makes me uncomfortable if I have to for long periods of time.
0: <laughs> yeah, the other thing I would say is, um, so have a friend, and a friend who will take on the responsibilities and parts of producing a podcast that you don't want to do yeah you have to have that good contrast going on and also um just be real and have fun it comes across when you're just having fun talking about the things you love when you're passionate you like that there's a hole in the market for and you will find success Like, and we're not a huge podcast by any means. No. (laughs) But we have found some level of success and, you know, a fan base to an extent, which is crazy to think about. And, you know, that was built from passion and loving what we're talking about. So find a topic that you love, find a friend who also loves it, and just. Have fun and record together and put it out there. Legitimately. I highly recommend editing. It really makes it sound better and smoother. Don't just, like, I don't know.
1: Throw it together. Make it
0: sound, yeah, make it sound human, but, like, not robotic, but also don't be afraid to take out any awkward moments or awkward pauses or things like that Mm -hmm. for, like, the flow of the episode. You know what I mean? Like edit out mm-hmm. any big mistakes or anything awkward, background noise, that kind of a thing to try mm. and optimize the experience. But also don't you don't have to take out every single little um or every single little moment of silence to the point where it sounds robotic. So find that balance there. Have an editing program that you know how to use inside and out. It doesn't have to be fancy. I just edit on iMovie, <laughs> um, which is, like, the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> so, like, just have fun is the ultimate thesis here.
1: Yeah, le- legitimately, that's what makes it just... Because then it, it just you want to do it. You just want to do it when you're just, like, talking about something you love. Like, these are just... This podcast is basically just a phone call between Katie and I. Like, there's no pretenses. It's not like we're not being fake. We do it on days when we want to record. If we're not feeling up for recording, then we're like, no, it'll be trash right now. Like, we're tired and yucky and blah, blah, blah. So, like, just be authentic.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And is there anything more you want to say about that, Frankie? Because I feel like it's kind of important. Honestly? We can do a whole episode, honestly, it was like bullet points planned out of talking about how this like started, but I don't want to spend too much time on it.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like you covered most of it. Like, honestly, those are okay. just the main points.
0: Yeah. Okay. So next question. What are your top five middle grade series and do you have any recommendations?
1: Okay. We've read oh, a lot of middle God. grade. So let me we just go over the list of middle grades. Me. Let's just go over the list of middle grades we've read before we do our top five. So for me, okay, Artemis Fowl, KOTLC, obviously all of Rick Riordan, it's just all Rick Riordan. Um, Harry Potter, Gregor, the Overlander series, so the Underland Chronicle series, um, Thirty Nine Clues, Spirit Spirit Animals, Sisters Grimm, <laughs> um. I'm trying to think of others, because I know there's more.
0: I have so many that I can't list them, but I would say mine are... uh, And let's not count Harry Potter. Yes. Because that's kind of debatable if it stays in middle grade. Yeah. So, outside of Harry Potter, um, Percy Jackson, Keepers, The Overland Chronicles. Mm Mm-hmm. I would say... The Inheritance Cycle. Really love that one. Or is it the Underland Chronicles? I just realized that. Is it Overland or Underland? Because there's Underland. Both the, the Underland, Underland Chronicles. Chronicles. Yep. Okay, sorry. Nope, no. You're I've good. only read it once, but it's a favorite. Oh gosh, what else is there? Oh, I forgot Rangers about mis- Apprentice, Septimus Heap. Oh, uh, I love Nevermore. That's one of my top five. Nevermore, Nevermore okay. Uh,
1: Ever After High was really good. Miss Peregrine's home for peculiar I mean, not Miss Peregrines. Uh, Benedict Society. I can't believe I got those mixed up. Benedict Society is <laughs> really good. Like you said, Ranger's Apprentice is really good. Oh, my God.
0: Uh, Prosper Reading by Alexandra Bracken. That's her middle grade duo. Yes. The Dreadful Tale of Prosper Riding. I love those books.
1: You love them because they have a fall atmosphere.
0: <laughs> they do. <laughs> um what else is there? I haven't read this yet, but a lot of people love Story Thieves and The Land of Stories. Oh my god, The Land of Stories.
1: Oh, it's so good. It's immaculate, actually. I can't believe I forgot about <laughs> Land
0: of Stories. Uh, school for Good and Evil. Mm-hmm. Let's see.
1: So all of those, take all of those as recommendations, guys. Everything we've just said. Um,
0: um, Amari and the Night Brothers. Mm-hmm. Serious. Philadelphia Society Artemis. I'm scrolling through my Goodreads, by the way. My middle grade file on Goodreads. <laughs> or shelf middle grade shelf Okay,
1: on okay. My top five. Let's see. We'll name our top five. Percy Jackson is obviously up there. Gregor is right there. I've never been able to pick between Percy and Gregor which one's my actual favorite. Like I can't do it. So Percy and Gregor. Are up there. I think Artemis Fowl is next. I love those books. Artemis Fowl's. Are we including Keepers?
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, we're including Keepers. that's a,
0: in the top five for me.
1: Okay. Uh, Yeah, Keepers is up there. Keepers is somewhere in there. I think maybe four. And then number five. I'm having such a hard time choosing between all the rest of them. Because I love Sisters Grimm. I love, um, Mysterious Benedict Society, but I think, and this is a weird one, guys, that 39 Clues kind of took over my life when I was 11 years old. Oh my gosh, I forgot about 39 Clues! 39 Clues, I am looking at all of the 39 Clues books on my bookshelves and all the spinoff books, and they take up a whole, like, they take up a whole space, like, I was obsessed with them. Casey and I used to, like, take the playing cards you'd get in each book, and we'd map out the codes and try to figure out, like, where the book was going to go. I was obsessed. So even though there are others I may appreciate more now, Um, I think 39 Clues has to go in my last spot. Also, read Spirit Animals if you guys haven't. it. is a magnificent, like, middle grade series produced by Scholastics. What is the other one I'm forgetting? Kingdom Keepers. Forgot to mention Kingdom Keepers. I knew there was another one I was forgetting to mention.
0: I never read those.
1: They're one of those that peter off a little bit towards the end, like it became more fan fiction. But the first, I want to say four books are really good.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I never got around to those.
1: <laughs> What's your top five middle grade?
0: Oh gosh, probably... Okay, Percy Jackson. The Underland Chronicles, Keepers of Lost Cities, Nevermore, and Let Me School She My Goodreads Again for number five. Oh, The Inheritance Cycle. Yeah. I'll say yeah. that one. I loved those as a kid.
1: And when we say PJO, Katie means just the original Percy Jackson, The Olympians. When I say yeah. PJO, I mean, like, when I say PJO, I mean pretty much all of Rick's series. To to an extent, sometimes the books aren't as good. But when I say it, I'm I'm talking about it as a whole. So,
0: <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, we're a little different uh, there.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll definitely be getting into that on the uh, Percy Jackson
0: podcast. <laughs> oh yes. Well, I think I'll appreciate it more and get more on the same page as you once I reread.
1: Cause I've reread them a lot. You haven't reread them at all. I've reread them no. a lot over the years. The only ones I haven't reread is um, Magnus Chase, and that's just because I got way too busy. And I haven't read Trials of Apollo all the way through, which I need to rectify as soon as possible. But every other book he's ever written, I've reread at least ten times, and that's non-exaggeration.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't even reread the Kane Chronicles.
1: I loved those when I was younger. Fun fact, I read the King Chronicles. I read those before I read Percy Jackson.
0: I I remember that now that you say that.
1: Yeah. I remember yelling
0: at you about it.
1: (laughs) I had heard of Percy Jackson, but I had heard of it kind of as like this mythical book. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I was aware of it. But I wasn't at the same time, so then I read the Kane Chronicles because I saw those on a shelf. I was right at that age where like I needed a more adult middle grade, and so it was perfect. And then I looked on the back, and it was like author of blah 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 blah, and I was like, oh my god! So then I went down the whole spiral. But the Kane Chronicles was my first Rick Riordan series. So
0: yeah, I read PJO before the Kane Chronicles so were even out.
1: <laughs> right, you went in order. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, and then, yeah, like we said, I you need to reread Gregor, honestly, is the main thing you need to do, is you need to reread mm, Gregor.
0: Yeah, I, I loved those books, but it's been a while. Ugh. It's been too long.
1: They're so good. They're so good. But um, yeah. So those are your. I'm
0: not, I'm not even done season one, and I'm already looking forward to rewatching Vox Machina.
1: <laughs> no, because that's how you work. That's how you. That's that is That's how, how your I brain work. works. But yeah, guys, those are some book recommendations. Everything we listed, honestly, not even our top favorites. Just like every middle grade that just came out of our mouths. Like just take those as recommendations.
0: All right, and we have two more questions. The first one is, what are your favorite and least favorite covers?
1: Okay, we both have the same least favorite cover, and it is not because of why you would think that it is. It is not because it has Fitz and Sophie on the cover together with his arms wrapped around her. That is not why we don't like it, okay?
0: (laughs) It's the pose. It's the, the, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of
1: drawn, like, her face looks weirder than usual. Like, his face kind of looks, like, they look smudgy. Is that weird to say? Like, they look smudgy. No, they do. Compared to all the other co- it covers. It's
0: one of my favorite books.
1: Right, like, it has nothing to do with the fact that it's Fitz and Sophie on the cover together. It's literally, like, I don't like the color scheme around it. I don't like how everything looks smudged together. Like, their faces look kind of, like play-doh i don't know like it looks weird
0: it is a little weird i agree
1: so yeah that's our least favorite i'm also not the
0: biggest fan of that's by far my least favorite but i'm also not the biggest fan of exiles cover book two
1: yeah it, it feels almost too mystical you know what i mean like i don't know it feels
0: almost too young compared to the rest of the covers
1: yeah exactly like it's and not it's just different. because
0: Sylvanie's is on it. I want to clarify that.
1: <laughs> oh, another, another middle grade just, like, slammed into my head. Sorry. And, like, I haven't thought about it in years, so it just, like, slammed into me, and I can't remember the name, and it was creepy as heck. It was really creepy. Sorry, the off topic, but I can't help it. Like, it just, like, rammed into my brain.
0: <laughs> what could it be?
1: Okay, okay. I, I have flashes of it. There's three kids. I think the girl was named Sarah, but I can't remember for sure. And there's something about they're in a world where, like, they put metal all over her. Like, she got, like, like a metal, like, necklace, which, like, jabs into her skin. She can't talk. I don't know. It was horrifying, but it was middle grade. I, what was it called? Oh my god, that's going to drive me up the wall. And there was a griffin? Was there a griffin in this series? I can't remember. Sorry, guys. That was just a tangent, but like, that just threw me for a loop. Okay, we don't have to find I, it, Katie.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to, but it's all by the author when I look up middle grade Sarah.
1: Okay, no, no, no. It's okay. We don't have to find it. I hope we can go back on topic now. Which was what? I don't even remember.
0: Uh, covers.
1: Okay, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so what was your favorite uh, cover?
0: Honestly, it might be Stellar Loon.
1: Honestly, I was going to say Stellar Loon is my favorite. That's what I was going to say. Stellar Loon, I think, is my favorite. I think it topped it like everything else.
0: Yeah, the color scheme, the characters they chose, everything is just immaculate.
1: It's it's done so well. It's just popping. It's like it's it pops out so well and even compared to the other covers, like it's just lively. Like you're looking at it and you're like ah. Oh. The Unwanted. The Unwanted series. Oh, I heard of those. When I tell you that was it was got so dark. I think I read Two books maybe, but like look at this review at the top. It says The Hunger Games meets Harry Potter. Like, it's it's not to be played with. It was dark. I just like the the, the thought that came through my mind that just hit me was like of the metal collar with of thorns like wrapping around her neck. Like like it's, I don't remember much. I just remember leaving that and being like, What the heck is this? <laughs> but uh anyways.
0: Beyond creepy. <laughs> I've heard of those books, so I know the uh,
1: name. Yes. Well, if you like horror, guys, with magical fantasy, go read The Unwanted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But yeah, so Stellar Loon. Yeah, Stellar Loon is my favorite, I believe. I do love Stellar Loon.
0: I also really like Legacy just because of the scene that it's depicting.
1: I do like Legacy. Like, the, the last four covers I've really liked. I think, like... Counting Unlocked? No, I wasn't Counting Unlocked. I, just, I meant, like, of the... So,
0: Nightfall to... Yeah. Stellar Loon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I,
0: I'd agree with that. Like, those, it I starts, think... so like, in the middle of the road for me. Yeah. Fitz
1: looks kind of awkward on it. I feel like Fitz just is going to look awkward no matter what. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, so are we on to our final question, Katie?
0: Yeah, well, I was going to say we've kind of had a long enough episode, but I said to, so now we kind of <laughs> yeah, have to do it.
1: Okay, Katie, do you want to do our final
0: question? Yes, our final question is, which KOTLC character would you want to be or switch places with? I presume is what they're getting at here. Yeah. And who do you relate to the most? Now, the answer for both of these for me is Lynn.
1: Yeah, okay, for me, who I would want to switch with is very different from who I feel like I am, because... I want to be Edeline. If I can choose to have someone's life, I want to be married to Grady. I want to be able to (laughs) conquer things with a snap of my wrist. I want, like, to be able to make amazing food. I want to not be have to worry about like money. I want to just be living my life. The grief is a bit bad. Like a true college student. (laughs) legitimately that's all I want I want to get out of the angst depression that we are currently in and I know Edeline has had her ups and downs but at the moment she's thriving I would have said Della but I don't want to be married to Alden so
0: right (laughs) right so yeah
1: give me Edeline's life however as of who I actually am (laughs) now get ready for this juxtaposition Tam
0: (laughs) I knew this was coming
1: yeah it's like I'm i know you very well i'm tam but i want to be edeline so <laughs> i'm absolutely tam guys there's just no questions about it i i'm not as emo as tam and tam isn't even that bad but like i'm not as like dark as tam or as brooding as tam but like we're very similar in how we see other people we're very similar in how we call bs we're very similar when it comes to like being able to read other people's like emotions kind of like knowing the playing field so yeah i'm I'm definitely tam and katie is lynn and that makes sense because we're obviously very good friends and then they're <laughs> siblings so not dating right right again
0: again to clarify again to clarify <laughs> Not oh dating. I just, Once you brought up the siblings thing, I just, I had to say it again. Um, and it also goes with our logo, our header, where Frankie is a shade and I'm a hydrokinetic.
1: Yeah, so, it's all coming together. gift. Oh yeah, it's
0: all coming it's together. It's all coming together. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that is all we have for you today. Thank you so much for sending in questions and for listening. And without further ado... I'm just going to say happy shipping.
1: Happy shipping.